So if you guys have any questions whatsoever about keto or intermittent fasting, whether you're starting keto as a new person or just need to debug your program, or you have a question about a product, call one of our keto consultants. They'll be able to help you. Call 540-299-1557. That's 540-299-1557. Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Today, we're going to talk about right-sided abdominal pain after you eat. Let's say you just ate a meal and you have this pain underneath your right rib cage, right through here. Sometimes it can refer to the upper shoulder into the scapula back here, up into the neck, maybe even a headache on the right side, and you're going, what is going on? Well, let's talk about that. So you have this thing called the liver. It's on the right side. And then you have the gallbladder, which is on the right side. And then underneath that extends to your left side, you have this thing called the pancreas, okay? It'll spread to the left and also over to the right a little bit. And then you have all these little tubes. They're called ducts, like the hepatic duct, which is the liver duct, common bile duct, the cystic duct, the pancreatic duct. They're basically just tubes that are draining from the liver down into the gallbladder and then down into the small intestine. Now what's happening here is the liver is making bile. Bile helps you digest fats and it's draining down this tube and it's supposed to, in theory, go into this gallbladder and concentrate. So the bile is stored in the gallbladder and then concentrated. So when you eat, it contracts and it comes out and it helps you digest food. And also realize that the bile is like a detergent that helps you break down grease to a certain level. But this pancreas releases lipase, which is an enzyme for fats, to help break it down 100%. So that's the big picture. Now let's talk about what can go wrong with this picture, specifically for abdominal pain and bloating. Now, one of the most common things that can happen is you can get stones. It could be in the gallbladder. It could be in this duct right here. Those stones can drop down here in these other ducts right here. And then what will happen, because those are blocked, it builds up a lot of pressure. And that pressure causes a lot of pain. If you go to the doctor, they're gonna do a test and they may find elevated liver enzymes. They also may find elevated pancreatic enzymes like high levels of lipase or amylase, which, which is another enzyme. They may also find pancreatitis, inflammation. That could put pressure and prevent the release of the enzymes from this duct from the pancreas itself. And when these enzymes back up, it can create a lot of inflammation. So if you do research on this, you're gonna see a tremendous effort to classify all the different problems that can happen with every single different part. Like for example, you have this little tiny valve right here or sphincter called the sphincter of Adi. There's an entire condition called the sphincter of Adi dysfunction. So there's just a lot of terminology describing the different things that can go wrong uh, from having a spasm in your smooth muscle down to here inflammatory conditions, scarring, fibrosis throughout here, dilation of the different ducts, which will increase pressure and cause all sorts of pain. But there's a big missing element, and that is what causes these problems. 
They might say it comes from stones or sludge, but they don't go further and talk about what's really behind that. So let's talk about the root causes and what you can do to eliminate this pain because it is quite common. Now, if you have gallstones or sludge, both of these are caused by a bile deficiency, okay? Because it's really the super concentration of the cholesterol that turns into stones in this area right here, or maybe even all through these ducts right through here. Now with stones, you're getting these cholesterol stones, which are super concentrated cholesterol particles. And those can be lodged here, 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 anywhere through here. But what causes the concentration of this cholesterol is not just eating cholesterol, it's a lack of bile. Bile helps to break up the cholesterol and prevent stones. In fact, I put a link down below to show you how certain treatments of taking purified bile salts can actually help dissolve stones. And of course, they usually don't use the word bile salts. They use some long name that you might not be familiar with. So gallstones and sludge, which is kind of like a pre-stone material, which is actually forming and it hasn't formed into a stone yet, is really coming from decreased amounts of bile. Now I put a few links down below to give you more data on actual stones. But what I wanna talk about is what happens when you don't have stones and you still have this pain? Or let's say they remove the gallbladder and you still have this pain. What's going on? Now what's usually happening is that this little tiny valve right here, this sphincter, is not relaxed properly. And that's causing a lot of pressure through here. And there could be inflammation through here. There could be scar tissue uh, without any stones at all. What would cause a spasm in this tiny area right here, preventing the flow of these digestive juices or the inability of this little valve to relax to allow things to drain properly? Well, number one, you have to realize that these ducts are the route for toxins to come out of the liver, okay? Because think about it, the liver is the main organ that help you detoxify poisons. And so you have all these enzymes that are breaking down poisons from the food that you're eating or shouldn't be eating or the environment, it's all going through the liver and has to come out through here. And these chemicals can greatly irritate the lining of these ducts and create inflammation. I'm talking about like eating foods that are GMO, uh, pesticides, chemicals, nitrates in the food, all these different chemicals that can actually really irritate this area right here. And then we have something called estrogen. It's a well-known fact that the side effect from hormone replacement therapy, birth control pills, is a problem with the gallbladder. In fact, this is why women who are pregnant have higher risks of getting gallstones and gallbladder problems because they simply have more estrogen. And then we have something called xenoestrogens. I don't know if you knew this, but the chemicals in our environment, pesticides, insecticides, the glyphosate from the GMO foods are called xenoestrogens because those chemicals mimic estrogen. And so you're also getting an effect of irritating the uh, lining of the bile duct and even interfering with this valve right here from exposure to xenoestrogens. The best thing to do for this right here is to consume foods that will help you break down these poisons. And that would be cruciferous vegetables, okay? And also regular vegetables. They have a lot of phytonutrients that will help give you the enzymes to help break down a lot of these chemicals. So cruciferous vegetables and vegetables in general take a big pressure off these bile ducts right through here. Next one is insulin, okay? If insulin is too high, 
it will increase something called the sympathetic nervous system. There's a part of the nervous system called the autonomic nervous system that's composed of the sympathetic, which is the flight or fight, and the parasympathetic. This entire area right here, in fact, the entire digestive system operates primarily under parasympathetic control. So when you have too much sympathetic nervous system, you have problems with digestion. Like the valves don't open up, they constrict more. So if you're sympathetic dominant, that's gonna close this little valve right here. And guess what? That comes from high levels of insulin. So where does this come from? You guessed it, high carb diets. So we're back to the sugars, refined carbs that people eat. That's gonna create a lot of problems with this valve and then back up these digestive juices. You're gonna feel more bloating. You're gonna have more risk of gallstones and more abdominal pain that refers to the right side. Believe it or not, lean protein creates more irritation on the gallbladder in these ducts than fattier protein. Now, if you're combining sugar with fat, that's gonna be very, very bad because that's, that's gonna create a lot of stress in this area. But I'm just talking about if you're on a ketogenic diet because there's something called the insulin index. It's different than the glycemic index. The insulin index are all the foods that are non-carbohydrate. And take a while to guess what non-carbohydrate will trigger insulin the most. Whey protein, which is a very lean protein powder, what I've observed in practice is that a lot of people have gallbladder problems when they start to consume um, soy protein powders, especially the soy isolate proteins. A lot of times when they'll do like some diet program, they have this prepackaged soy powder. It's gonna tear this area right up through here. So the leaner the protein, especially when you get into the powders, the more you're gonna raise insulin, the more you're gonna irritate this area right here. And then we have the frequency of eating. If you're eating three meals a day and two snacks, it never gives this system a chance to rest and reset. And this is why if you have a problem with this, you need to do intermittent fasting. It's gonna give this entire area a chance to rest and reset. And the last thing I wanna mention are these omega-6 fatty acids, like the vegetable oils, like corn oil and soy oil, which is in so many different foods. Those oils are gonna create a lot of inflammation in this area right through here. So in summary, um, if you're doing healthy keto and intermittent fasting, and I'm talking about adding healthy vegetables with your keto plan, like cruciferous, that should be enough to handle this bloating. However, a lot of people when they do keto, they add in additional foods that are so-called keto friendly. And if you actually read the ingredients, a lot of times it has soy in there, a lot of times it has hidden sugars, it'll have whey protein, it'll have sugar alcohols that you're not used to consuming. So avoid those foods if you have bloating. Eat real whole food and it will keep you out of trouble. All right, thanks for watching. So if you want more knowledge on how to create a healthy body, subscribe now and get daily notifications. Hey guys, I just wanna let you know I have my new keto course just came out, it's a mini course. It covers all the basics and how to do it correctly. You can get through this in probably 20 minutes at the very most. So if you're interested, click the link below and get signed up now.